And again, you're listening to Arts on Fire here on WRFA. Jason Sample in the studio with you. And our first guest for today is the executive director of the National Comedy Center. We have Journey Gunderson in the studio, and she's going to give us some more details about a major announcement from earlier this week involving the headliners for the 2020 Lucille Ball Comedy Festival. It's six months away, but it's never too early to start talking about it. So with that being said, Journey, thanks for coming in and talking about the headliners this year. Thank you for having me. So, so it's exciting news. We've got a major name in stand-up comedy, maybe the biggest name of the past 20 years or so in stand-up comedy, coming to Jamestown as well as some members of Saturday Night Live. I think a lot of people have been asking, when are we going to get some SNL uh, folks into Jamestown for the Comedy Center? We're doing it this year. It, it seems to be a very exciting time and an exciting lineup for, um, for 2020. Thank you. Yes, we are very excited about it. It is the 30th anniversary, and so um, it's fitting that the National Comedy Center that really does serve the role for this nation in celebrating that art form and its artists welcomes to town the largest selling comedian of all time, and that is Jeff Foxworthy. So uh, some people know him from... Uh, the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, and of course, 13 million records sold or albums sold uh, over the years. But he also uh, stars in some of the exhibit media at the Comedy Center. So he's familiar with the Comedy Center from doing uh, interviews with our producers as we were weaving together the storytelling within the museum. Uh, and now it'll be nice to tour him through in person. And he's, you know, he's one of those uh, well-known names in the industry. And I think everybody... Uh, that knows Jeff Foxworthy, finds him to be a very humorous and uh, a comedian who's good for all audiences, right? Not not a very polarizing figure when it comes to Jeff Foxworthy. His comedy is what it is, and, and people really seem to enjoy it. Yes, it's funny. It's kind of interesting because he's known for, quote-unquote, redneck humor, Um but the jokes are actually, if you think about how they're written, um, they're funny from anyone's perspective, uh, not necessarily from the perspective of identifying as a redneck, let's say. Uh, so it's actually um, kind of a great verbal magic trick that he pulls off. And, and I, I think anybody in comedy, and it was interesting to see as we built the National Comedy Center, um, any of our storytellers, researchers, curators, media producers from coast to coast, whether they were from West Hollywood or the Midwest or New York, uh, had a respect for Jeff Foxworthy and what he's done in comedy, and that, that speaks volumes. Has uh, he been to Jamestown before or even in the, the greater Chautauqua region? I don't, I don't really no. think he's been. No, he hasn't. Uh, we had Bill Engvall several years ago in 2012, mm-hmm. but this will be Jeff's first visit. Very good. So this is an event that's going to be sort of uh, kicking off the weekend anyway. I know that the actual comedy festival will begin a little bit earlier on that week in August, what, August 5th? That's right. And he'll be there Friday night, so that would be August 7th? That's correct. And that'll be at the, at the uh, Northwest Arena? Yep. Very good. Tickets aren't on sale, though. And, and, and if you want to get tickets early, it pays to be a member, right? It does. So the pre-sale period uh, for members only... Uh, begins February 24th, and then one week later, March 3rd, uh, begins the public on sale. So I know that obviously you got Jeff Foxworthy coming in. He's going to be on the stage performing, but will he do additional work for the National Comedy Center in terms of uh, you know ar- interview for your archive, so to speak, or even helping to uh, come up with future exhibits that could be utilized down the road? Yes, that's a great question, and uh, yes to all of the above. We've been in conversations with... Uh, Jeff's camp about 
all of the above. And uh, again, we're excited to tour him through and get his thoughts on comedy, even beyond the interviews he's already given. Um, this time, interviewing him, you know, within the walls of the attraction. All right. So, so we talk about Jeff Foxworthy, but there was another announcement that went along with the uh, Foxworthy announcement, and that was three alone from SNL back, I can remember when I was in high school. Uh, these were uh, three of the biggest names on Saturday Night Live. You have Kevin Nealon, uh, David Spade, as well as Rob Schneider, who, who shared one of my tweets about four months ago or so, which was always exciting to see. Uh, maybe it was longer than that now that I think about it. But regardless, Rob Schneider <laughs> as well, which you know always makes me a fan of his even more so when he shares a, a tweet on Twitter of mine. But you've got these three uh, former members of SNL in, in town, and that's kind of exciting. I don't think anybody from SNL has been here before, maybe as a... Um, it's sort of a, a, a roundtable discussion forum, but I don't know if they've actually done comedy here. Maybe That's I'm exactly right. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up uh, so that we can make the distinction. Uh, this will be a stand-up comedy show. Uh, David Spade, Rob Schneider, Kevin Nealon, as you mentioned, and I've seen all three of them do stand-up live uh, in club settings and theaters, um, mostly in L.A., and they are fantastic. And it's interesting because that's not really what you got to see from them in Saturday Night Live. Obviously, there's crossover between sketch and stand-up, and they were writers as well as performers. Um, and so it's a really unique opportunity and kind of an unprecedented show to be a part of, uh, to come together here in Jamestown and see those three stone-cold killers on stage together is going to be pretty special. They don't typically perform uh, simultaneously in the same night at the same venue? No, not those three, not that combination. Um, okay, you know, a lot of times they headline solo, um, but that combination is uh, pretty unique to this 30th anniversary festival. And of course, it's, well, it's our 30th anniversary of the Lucille Ball Comedy Festival. It's the 45th season of, or 45th anniversary of Saturday Night Live. So, so what is it they'll, they'll be showing up to do their comedy, obviously, but are you going to have them doing additional work behind the scenes as well or, or another possible uh, event tying in? Yes, and let's not call it work in case they listen to this interview. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. But they will be also touring through the Comedy Center, and you know we have exhibits, obviously, on sketch and improv and some critical pieces from Saturday Night Live. Um, so the the fact that all of these people who are coming to Jamestown are featured within the museum makes it a special experience to tour them through. Very good. Uh, David Spade, he's he's currently on television right now, right? Yes. Yeah, David Spade, obviously everybody knows him from Saturday Night Live in the 90s, which was a really important and pivotal era for the show, um, very successful era in Saturday Night Live's history. Um, went on to do some of the most blockbuster comedies of all times, uh, often... Uh, of course, with Chris Farley. And now he has his own show on Comedy Central, Lights Out with David Spade on weeknights. And so the timing of this really couldn't be better. Super. Again, we're talking with Journey Gunnarsson here on Arts on Fire, talking about the 2020 Lucio Ball Comedy Festival, the 30th anniversary of the Comedy Festival. Uh, I'm not sure if there's many people in our community in Jamestown that were there for the first Comedy Festival that were involved in planning that, that are doing it now. But I know one name who probably is who doesn't live in Jamestown, and that would be Lucio Ball's daughter. Uh, what are her thoughts about knowing that 30 years later, this festival is still going on in Jamestown, and it's even bigger and more recognizable? things of the National Comedy Center than, than it ever was before. Having well, talked with her about it, I should say. Yeah, that is... it was It was so, it's hard to, for me even to put it into words, what it was like to show her what had come to fruition. She had worked with us on it over the years, of course, and um, she is a visionary, 
and stuck to her guns over the years, over the decades, really, to say this is what my mother's intention was for her legacy, that it be something more broad than just celebrating Lucille Ball herself or I Love Lucy or you know, her belongings in glass cases or just looking backwards in terms of nostalgia. And so she couldn't be happier with how it's come to fruition, both the festival and what that embodies, celebrating the best of new talent, um, contemporary talent, some of the strongest artists of all time, but also doing retrospectives and National Comedy Center dialogues on some of the most topical issues in comedy. That is everything that she had in mind and everything that um, you know, we surmise and Lynn Lucy says about her mother uh, in terms of what she had in mind uh, with this legacy being celebrated in a format that is broad and um, commensurate with the impact that comedy, the art form, has had on our culture. All right. And, and, you know, we talk about the comedy festival happening in August, and it's sort of been something that people in the community look forward to on an annual basis. But when it comes to the, the National Comedy Center, it has a series of events now, and it's not just once a year. You've got comedians coming in every single month. I know firsthand because I get the, the privilege of uh, interviewing them oftentimes before they show up in town. And you've really had some uh, up-and-coming comedians coming to town that have been great. And, and I'm not sure if this is something that was going on on a regular basis, but it seems like now it is a regular basis. Every month you've got a new comedian coming to the town. Talk a little bit about that and why that's important to do uh, throughout the year and not just once a year. Yeah, great question. Well, some of you know from following the Comedy Center project that our preceding feasibility analysis always said that ongoing programming was key to sustainability. So um, both because it fulfills our mission to celebrate comedy and educate people in comedy, um, is it a good idea to do the ongoing programming, but also because it is key to the success of the National Comedy Center. And so, yes, monthly we do shows um, mostly in the Tropicana Room above the Lucille Ball Desiernes Museum, which is a great nightclub setting. Um, but sometimes in other venues, larger venues like the Reginald A. Center for the Arts, depending on the artist. And those monthly shows allow people to see um, the, the stars of tomorrow, the rising voices right now, and I think really some of the best cutting-edge comedy that you could see anywhere in the world. These are comics who have mostly been on late-night shows and have those kind of credits. They've been working at least usually seven or eight years minimum, um, you know, having done hundreds if not thousands of sets live for audiences all over the country. That's what it takes to become a successful stand-up comedian. And so uh, when you're seeing them here in Jamestown, you're seeing some of the best who perform in the cellar in New York or at the store in Los Angeles. Um, it's a unique thing to be able to grasp that right here in Jamestown. Yeah, you talk with some of these. I, I remember talking with Rosebud Baker, and she was saying, well, you know, I just wrapped up a, a podcast with uh, this person, and I'm working on a project with Will Smith. And, I mean, these... These are up-and-coming comedians that, who knows, two or three years from now could be household names and think that they're here in Jamestown. is pretty exciting. It kind of reminds you of the days of Louis Black and Ellen DeGeneres and Ray Romano back when they used to come to Jamestown back 30 years ago when the comedy festival was first starting out. So it's, it's really uh, interesting. When you get these comedians, is it more or less uh, just one agency you work through, or do you have scouts that actually go out and, and look for these prominent people and, and try to twist their arm and convince them to come to Jamestown? 
Um, we actually don't work with one particular agency, and it, which that is a phenomenon. There are some venues where you know they have one kind of feeder juggernaut that just sends them artists, and they don't really look into them ahead of time. That does happen. That is not the case with us. We, our own programming staff, spends a lot of time just sourcing comics online, looking at who's playing at the clubs coast to coast, paying attention to what some of the strongest clubs in the country are featuring, and then you know fig- looking at their material. Oftentimes we ourselves go to Chicago, New York, L.A. and source comedians that way and get a look at artists ourselves. Um, So it does make for a really strong lineup. Uh, The next show is Rojo Perez. Uh, I haven't seen him personally, but I hear he's great. And to your point about who they are working with and the projects they're involved in, I can't tell you how many times I've been watching a comedy film or even sometimes commercials, and I go, oh, that guy just played Jamestown. Uh, Lisa Traeger, who was here last month, was fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, she mentioned after how she's been working with Judd Apatow. So um, these are, this group represents the foundation of the comedy scene right now. And again, they're some of the best and brightest, um, bringing some of the edgiest material, and it's awesome. Very good. Uh, so, so one other thing I wanted to touch upon, and that is something that's currently underway. There's a, a voting that's taking place. I believe it's USA Today, and it's talking about the uh, the best new destination in in America. Yes, this time we've been nominated uh, actually as best new museum. That's what it is in the yeah. country, and I guess technically it's actually North America. And so, for those of you who remember being asked to vote a year ago in a USA Today uh, distinction for the Comedy Center, it was Best New Attraction. This time it is uh, a nomination for the Best New Museum. And I'm happy to say that while we sit in first place, currently out of 20, um, we still do need your votes. There are several days left to go and voting finishes on February 17th. So people can vote now and every day at votecomedycenter.com. And uh, we hope everybody's votes uh, come in because this would be a great distinction to bring home to Jamestown. All right. You know, just uh, backpedaling a little bit here, talking about comedians that you bring in, I, the, the thought crossed my mind is how helpful or how difficult is it when you get people on the street or people you know and they try to give you helpful suggestions on which comedians to get to you? Do you hear that question a lot? Can you bring so-and-so in or can you bring this person in? And if so, is there any name that jumps out immediately where people say, you really got to get this guy in or this this comedian in? Um I love that question, and it is helpful. Right. Um, and it's fun. And our staff, you know, we always that we pay attention to it. Like that, that it definitely, definitely informs our programming, uh, the suggestions that we get year round. And the funniest thing that people should be aware of is that we often get suggestions like, oh, you should get Tina Fey to come and perform, oh. or a sketch artist, or Amy Poehler, or Stephen Colbert. And that just is an example of how the casual comedy consumer doesn't always think about the fact that not all artists are stand-ups. Not all of them have. Will Ferrell is another example. Oh, bring Will Ferrell. He doesn't necessarily have a touring stand-up comedy stage show. Uh, so that's you know often how we what we have to explain to people. But it's fun to get those suggestions, and those are people that are top of mind for us as we put together things like panel discussions on comedy. And you mentioned earlier, um, have people from Saturday Night Live been here before? Uh, not to perform necessarily, but we did do that panel discussion during the grand opening, of course, with Dan Aykroyd, Lorraine Newman, and Alan Zweibel from the original Saturday Night Live cast. Right on. Well, it sounds like things are really moving along at the Comedy Center. And of course, if folks want to get their tickets for Jeff Foxworthy or the three SNL alum who will be in town, Kevin Nealon, uh, uh, David Spade, along with Rob Schneider, 
what do they what's the key date again if you're a member it's what february 25th that's right and if you're not a member shame on you but if you're not a member uh <laughs> march 3rd and yep. can you can you sign up for a membership now and, and then qualify yes you so can all the way up until the 25th that's right okay yeah and i should say that you know this membership it is you know the the cost of admission to uh someone not from chautauqua county is 25.50 at the national comedy center a membership to the National Comedy Center is $50 for a year. Uh, so most of our members more than get the benefit out of it, especially because locals pay $19.50 to get into the Comedy Center. So the the membership is sort of your season pass. Unlimited you can, access. Yes, you get unlimited access to the National Comedy Center for an entire year for $50. It's you know a great price. And you get pre-sale access, the best and quickest access to the best seats in the house for the shows you know, a week before the general public. And let's be honest, anyone you talk to when they talk about going to the National Comedy Center is that they wish they had more time. Right. So, I mean, if, That's you, right. if you've got the uh, season pass or if you've got the uh, annual membership, you've got all the time in the world or at least 365 days to go back and enjoy it. So, yeah, which is actually not? a great moment for me to mention. We just got a new distinction um, that we haven't even done any any press about yet. But uh, I Love New York just named us one of the top kid friendly activities to do indoors in New York State. Nice. So in all of New York State, with all of its world-renowned attractions, the National Comedy Center here in Jamestown was named among the top kid-friendly activities. And I think that's great. And it's true. My kids would stay there all day if I let them. And we watch kids of all ages enjoy it every single day. You'd probably be the uh, the coolest mom in town if you did bring your kids to work every day because... What other place would you rather be at, you know? Oh, yeah. My kids think I just go and play on the comedy continuum or with prop stars all day because those are their favorite exhibits. Right on. Uh, Journey, unless there's anything else you want to add? No, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming in again. Journey Gunderson from the National Comedy Center. Thanks for talking with us today on Arts on Fire. Thank you.